0: Let's pray. Jesus, thanks so much for today. Thanks so much for uh, our time together. Um, thanks, God, for life. Thanks for blessing us with your presence. <clears throat> um, yeah, these next couple of weeks, God, as we talk about uh, speech and our language. Um, yeah, I just pray that you'd be with us, God. We ask that you would continue to transform our hearts and make our hearts like yours. I pray that we would desire the things that you desire. Um, you've thought about us, God, for a long time, and uh, so we want we want those thoughts. All the thoughts, God, that you have for us, um, to bless us as your people, to prosper us as your people, not to harm us, God. We, <clears throat> we want all those thoughts, so we just pray, God, that you'd come and speak to us, Lord, in the weeks ahead. Thanks for these last couple weeks, Lord, and having uh uh it was like three females in a row um pretty blessed lord to have nicole Marberger and mariah and summer lord just bring your word um yeah we just pray your blessing upon them we pray your spirit upon them and uh yeah just be with us god tonight much like you have been with us lord all these previous nights thanks god for the food thanks god for your presence uh yeah, just come and be with us now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Okay, cool. Uh, so at the beginning of, um, or at the end of last year, um, <clears throat> Blair and I started to brainstorm uh, topics. Like, what are important topics for, you know, for us to talk about on Monday? You know, there's 52 Monday nights a year. We'll spend some of them, Huh? Yeah, fifty-two weeks in a year, so fifty-two Mondays in a year, and uh, um, and you can kind of divide up like the months by you know topics. And so we we talked about um, what have we talked about so far? Talked about faith so far, um, godliness. That was a good series, yeah. Um, from First and Second Timothy, yeah. And so, uh, tonight and for, from now up until camp, pretty much, we're going to talk about um, language. Like the words that we use. Uh, we'll talk about uh, godly forms of language. We'll talk about ungodly forms of language. We'll talk about um, how that benefits life and how that destroys life, okay? So, tonight is just going to be a little overview about this topic and... Uh, and so I've been I've been reading a bunch about it. I've been listening to different things about it. And and as I've been, uh, a couple of thoughts before I get into it. A couple of thoughts before I start talking about um, the, our scripture for tonight. Um, think about our bodies. Yeah. What are all the things that our bodies create on its own? Like what, without anybody's help, without any other items that we have, like if we were just in a room locked up, just by ourselves, what are things that our bodies create? Hair. Yeah, yeah. So some beneficial things, right? We create. Uh, we we put off heat, uh, hair, nails. you know, uh, nails. We might grow bones and you know, Muscles. yeah, things like that. You know. Muscles, if you do push-ups, things like that, you know. So there's some beneficial things there, but for the most part, majority of the things that we produce are like waste. Yeah, your shishi, your duro. Okay, you know. Um, that's how I can tell you guys are high school because if I would have said that like on the Friday night with the junior hires, we would have gone ten minutes with just laughing that I just said that. Anyway. Um, our sweat, you know? Like if you just sit in your... Anybody just stay at home sometimes and not do anything and by the end of the day, you smell? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Raise your hand. That's not me. This is probably your guy's story, not my story. um, So when I'm thinking about language and the words that we use, the words that we use are probably if we have hearts that are softened and open to the Lord, are probably the only beneficial things that we produce and we have an unlimited resource to produce those words. You know, but words is a neutral thing. Like we can produce words and words can either be beneficial or destructive. But think like, what are the things that we can actually create, you know? Like, there's natural things that, you know, come out of us, but for the most part, our words are the only things that we can actually, like, create, and we, you know, for all of us who've been blessed with, like, a tongue and language and can speak, like, we have the crazy ability to um, produce this form of communication nonstop all day, you know? Some of us don't speak as many words a day. Some people speak a lot of words in a day. Amen? And I love what what Jocelyn's call was at the hymn conference, that God was going to use her and her voice you know, to lead people to the Lord. Um, Okay, scripture. Ready? I'm going to keep on referring to this scripture because I think it it really harnesses uh, a lot of what we're talking about. So Proverbs 18.21, if you guys have your guys' Bibles, that's a good highlighter. Um, or you guys' notebooks. Uh, So Proverbs 18, uh, verse 21. How you guys doing? You guys there? Uh, So Proverbs, right? Written by King Solomon, the third king of Israel, yeah? Kind of known as the most wisest of Not just all the kings of Israel, but one of the wisest men 's men that have ever lived on the earth, yeah, so he writes in his meditation proverbs eighteen twenty one he says "Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit, yeah and you guys you guys know what that feels like, yeah, you guys know what it feels like as i 've been preparing for this i've been thinking about my own language like you know are the words that i use beneficial to others are they not beneficial to others are they helpful to others are they encouraging to others or do i share words that are hurtful you know which is kind of crazy for me because i i'm a pastor and one of the things that i do as a pastor is i get to preach and communicate god's word and so how can i uh Be up here on a Monday night sharing uh, God's word and life. And then in the next moment, like Tuesday morning, speaking words that are counter to what we find in Scripture, you know? Um, James talks about this, the use of the tongue, yeah? Um, And and we'll do some time, we'll we'll get to James. One of the things that James um, talks about is that... um, He says, how can can there be uh, fresh water and salt water that come from the same stream? Yeah? Like it's not possible for there to be salt water and fresh water, yeah, or clean water and brackish water coming from the same stream. Like either it's going to be clean and fresh or it's going to be salty and dirty. Like it cannot be either. Yeah? And so the... If you think about that as a stream, yeah. think about that as a stream, where does that stream come from is really the question of the, the water that that stream is producing. If that stream is coming from clean mountains yeah, and it's running down clean, that water will probably be clean. yeah. It'll probably be clean and it'll probably be fresh. Just like the words that we use. Okay. So the words that we use, um, Scripture says, comes from the overflow of our hearts. So if we have bitterness and anger in our spirits, we're going to speak that type of, or we're going to use that type of language. But if we have peace in our hearts, yeah, and in our hearts we have contentment, we have love, we don't have, we haven't been hurt, you know, but, or maybe we have been hurt, but we've, we've forgiven and we've been healed, like, really, we're going to use words then, yeah, that are consistent with the heart that we have. You guys get that? Perfect example. So uh, <clears throat> when I first started youth ministry, there was, um, uh, there was a young man who, whose dad was a pastor, but um, his marriage didn't work out. And so the dad, as a pastor, ended up getting a divorce. And so because the dad was a pastor and got a divorce, the dad stepped down from ministry and wasn't able to do ministry anymore. And he ended up getting into the workforce. Like he worked a nine to five. Yeah. And when I first met this boy. Um, he was really talented. Um, uh, he, he had a lot of stuff. He was a Christian. But he had a lot of bitterness in him. Like you could just feel it. Anybody hang around somebody where you just like. Oh this guy's edgy. Like you know. He's definitely not kind, compassionate, tender, patient. He's more on the, like, edgy, I'll snap, I use real harsh language, you know? And uh, um, anyway, when I first met him, I was like, this kid is cool. Like, he's got a lot of talent, but yet I feel this, like, energy about him, you know? He's just a little punchy, you know? And he's just, like, he's not a scrapper, but uh, he still had this, like, aura about him that he had been hurt before. And he really, like, uh, the way that he protects himself is kind of through violence and through, like, being a little macho, you know? Um, so anyway, so we spent some time with him and um, loved on him, cared for him. One night after youth, he and uh, this other friend um, and myself, we just were talking and chatting. And little by little, like, he started asking questions and, and uh, asked the Lord to forgive him. You know, forgive him of his sins, and he and he and he cried, and he gave himself to the Lord, and much like has happened with uh, a lot of us, there's there was a change. You know, like he was a different person, like he wasn't that punchy, edgy. You know. Um, person anymore and he actually started getting a little bit softer more gentle more more happy more friendly like he was kind and it just it just happened why? because the inside of him started to change one of the last things to change in his transformation of, of being uh, becoming a, a young man a, a senior that really started loving the Lord was his language um And he would listen to, so he had the, when we give ourselves to the Lord, yeah, and, and God starts working in us, where's one of the first places God works? In our hearts, yeah? He works in our hearts, he transforms our hearts, and after he transforms us from the inside, what gets changed after that? The outside, right? So his inside had been changed, but the outside hadn't been changed yet. Like his his demeanor started to change, but his his practice and his lifestyle didn't change. And so as we would hang out with him, uh, one of the things that I noticed was that he would cuss all the time. Like his inside was changing and he's way softer, but he started using language, you know, uh, that he had kind of had a norm to be using. Does that make sense? He was still in the pattern of cussing a lot so he just continued cuss a lot and so i remember he picked me up uh for this uh i think it was like a worship night i'm riding with him and he has this like cool honda with like a sound system with tinted windows you know like this kid's kind of cool you know and i'm glad that he loves jesus now but anyway so he jumped the car he's playing his music and i'm like this is one of the reasons why every song that he had in there was from his former life you know F-bombs and drug sex and alcohol and hardcore rap from the world. And so his language was kind of going along with what he was listening to. And so as soon as he changed his music, yeah, not only did his music change, but his language started to change, you know. So the inside was matching up with the outside, yeah. The inside was matching up with the outside, Um, here's another scripture for us tonight uh, Ephesians 4:29. so the Apostle Paul says let no corrupting talk come from us but only such as is good for building up of one another amen I think that's somebody's memory verse I'm not sure one of our leaders or somebody had oh Mariah you gave me that verse uh, not, I've heard that verse before, but we were talking about this, and Mariah's like, boom! She just like verbatim, yeah, quoted Ephesians 4:29, which is actually a great memory verse. Why? Because if we put into memory the verses of the Lord, it'll guard our tongue, yeah, because it protects our hearts, and from our hearts we speak. Amen. Okay, so I'm kind of preaching to the choir for the most part. None of you guys are non-believers. Everybody in here are is we are all believers like we all love Jesus we all have encountered Jesus but there cannot be a disconnect yeah between what is happening on the inside and what is happening on the outside yeah if on the inside we know that Jesus lives inside of our hearts and we've heard his word yeah really Ephesians 4:29 should be easy to do is following me? Right? It should be easy to do, right? If Jesus, the most, most purest of all things out there, lives inside of our hearts, there should be purity that comes from within, inside of us to the outside. Amen? Simple, right? Where does it get complicated? It gets complicated when what is happening on the outside doesn't match up with what is happening on the inside. When our insides love the Lord, but yet our outside isn't reflecting, yeah, the glory that is inside of us. Jesus said, after he, he ascended, yeah, 50 days after Jesus ascended, what arrived here on Earth? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, when the hundred twenty were gathered in the upper room, descended upon God's people in what form? Wait, don't say it, Mariah. Come on. Ben, you know. You can say it. In what? In Yeah. In tongues of fire. And and I and I feel like scripture is like specific in what it's what it has written, you know? Like the 120, were, writ- were, we're gathered in the upper room. The Holy Spirit descends on the 120, the people who, who love the Lord and, 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 and were really choosing to give their lives to the Lord. Jesus, right, he died, he rose again, and then for the next like 40 days, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, hung out with these people and he taught about the kingdom of God. Like these guys, if they weren't sold out for the Lord before Jesus died, they definitely were sold out for the Lord after he came back from death, Amen? Amen? Because on the same page, like these people saw Jesus in the physical flesh, they saw him on the cross, and then they knew he was dead in the tomb for three days, and then what? Then he came back to life and he what? Showed himself to them. Like these people were like, you know, their eyes were open, like things were changing, but Jesus gave them advice. He said, okay, so you guys got to go to this place and you guys cannot start your ministry yet up until I send you this gift. And what was the gift? The Holy Spirit. So we have God the Father, God the Son, and, yeah, God the Spirit. Not this aura, yeah? Not this aura. One time I was, I was hiking in uh, um, Twin Falls, and you get to that, you have the Twin Falls up the little road, and you get that first little falls, you know, with, uh, it's like kind of a short jump, there's a tree on the left side. Anyway, so we get there, we're about to jump in, and I see this, like, hippie lady in the water, like, oh, nature God, come and cleanse me off, you know? And I'm like, lady, you're on the bottom side of the pool. Like, this is dirty. Like, people are shishying up there, and you know? And it was like nasty water. It wasn't all clean, you know? And I was like, that's weird, okay? That's weird, okay? I mean, I wasn't hating on her, but in my mind, I was like, come on, that's weird. Um, anyway, so Jesus is like... Uh, so the Holy Spirit shows up and the Holy Spirit is like isn't like just this floaty cloud aura but but the third godhead like God himself in the spirit form. And one of the first times we see the spirit show up is in these these tongues of fire, yeah. So what happens out there? So after the Holy Spirit shows up, yeah, who knows the rest of the story. Acts chapter 2 yeah they go out there and they're speaking in this godly tongue yeah and and people are speaking different languages yeah here in, in acts it says that the people spoke in, in like when the so how do we learn language one of the ways is we can go to language class right how many of us are in spanish class high school anybody in japanese class French class? Anybody in Hawaiian class? Hawaiian language? Yeah. Okay. So there's one way, right, that you can learn language is go to class. Another way is just hang out with the Lord and He'll just give you language. That's what I'm praying for is that I would learn Hawaiian language from the Spirit. Like the Spirit would just give me Hawaiian language and I wouldn't have to study. <laughs> that's, that's my prayer, okay? If God asked me for two things, like abilities play piano, and speak Hawaiian language. That's all I want, okay? Anyway, you guys can pray for that for me. Just side note to that. It's my birthday week. You guys should pray for me. Because as you get older, it's not just one day. It just is the month, okay? So anyway, Pastor Kaifo's birthday prayer request to be able to play piano without even taking lessons and without having to go to class, speak Hawaiian language. Anyway. So the Holy Spirit descends on the 120, right? And and the the church is born, and the the number one thing, like the first thing that gets redeemed and changed is their language, their tongue, yeah? And so people are like, okay, what's going on? Peter stands up, and Peter gives the first sermon. You can read it, yeah? Uh, Acts chapter 1, 2, and 3, like the first sermon of the new church. So their tongues are redeemed, they start speaking in different languages, and then what happens? Preaching, yeah. Like Peter gets up there preaching. Long story short, 3,000 people are added to the 120 and the church is born. Amen? And I feel like the, one of the first things that need to change for us when we become believers is our speech, okay? It is our speech. And by the words that we use, okay, wait, Um. How we use our words will dictate where we end up in life. That's good right there. You guys get that? How we use our words will dictate where our lives end up. Does that make sense? Right, so Proverbs 18, what was it? Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Somebody give me an example. How power and death are in, wait, how, how death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay, so I tell somebody a hurtful thing, they believe it, they kill themselves, for sure, okay? Uh, what is, I actually, I actually did a study, and I don't know if it's true, but I'll share it nonetheless. Steph and I both debated if this was actually true. But anyway, I was reading this book about language, and um, it lists off the the most powerful uh, one word, two words, three words, and four words. So uh, I don't know if the four-word one is true, but nonetheless, let's take a guess. I love love you. I love love you. Four, four the, the four word, four word. <laughs> I love you a lot, uh, a lot, a lot. I don't know if this is true, but this is what the book said, and I was thinking, ah, I don't know if this is the most powerful words, but anyway, they said the most powerful slash popular four word phrase was once upon a time, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's four, but you know, you guys can got to get it, right? Once upon a time, you're like, I get it. Like four words that if I say those four words, you're like, okay, I can kind of pick up on what that means. Okay. Three word phrase, most powerful. You guys got it? I love you. Okay. Um, The two word, it's kind of like a three word, but how they wrote it was a two word. Any guesses? Good job. Hate you? No. Well, that's pretty powerful, but I hate you. Ah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The, right, yeah. Yes. Yes, those are great. Anyway, the book said that the the most powerful two-word phrase is I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty good right there. You know, but that's almost like three words, right? I mean, so it's kinda of confusing. Anyway. Uh most powerful singular one word? Food. Food. Ah, Food. <laughs> love. Love? It's a good one. What's that? The kind? Jesus. The kind? <laughs> no. No. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, good one. Uh no, it's not it. I was I would say that anyway. Um, I. Yeah. Okay. So I. I'm sorry. I love you. Once upon a time. Okay. I. Not high. I like the singular. Okay. The singular. When I was thinking about those phrases and I was reading through that list probably the one that I identified to the most is I'm sorry because at I'm sorry really is the beginning of our relationship with the Lord what is the the first and continual thing that we do in our relationship with the Lord is we repent yeah when we repent it allows God yeah, to do his part and forgive. Amen? Okay? So when, when, we, when we think about, follow me here, when we think about the fact that death and life are held yeah, by the tongue, it will really dictate where we end up by the words that we use. I mean, our lives will... Our lives are dictated by the words that we use because think about the words that we use in our relationship with the Lord. How important is it for us to tell God, I am sorry. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, come into my life. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. Powerful words. Amen. Think about these words, reader. So, from the Apostle Paul, he writes in Romans chapter 10. You guys have heard these before. So, think about these words. So, Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth. And in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if we confess with, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. What's the key words in that as far as what we're talking about tonight? Word, what else? Confess, yeah, mouth, amen? And where is the word? It says the word of faith is where? In our hearts. And so when the word of faith is in our hearts, pretty much it's what? Jesus, yeah? When Jesus is living inside of our hearts and we believe in him, Yeah? It is through our what? Words that we are saved. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if we believe that Jesus is here, he's real, he's in us, and then we use words to communicate that, Jesus responds by saving us. How important is our words for us? Life and death, my friends. Life and death good good stuff okay so as we as we move on uh we'll, we'll talk more about language there's so much uh, that we can't talk about and we are going to talk about from now up until we get to camp camp is like five weeks away you guys know that whoa what okay it's like no you guys you guys well yeah it goes it's going to go by fast yeah it's like six weeks six weeks away yeah it's like 50 days oh no less than that it's like in the 40s already it's June 6 how many days is that June 6 is Kaya's counting how many just count the weeks estimate Forty eight days. Okay, forty eight days till camp. Okay, which only leaves us with a handful of messages to talk about our language. Um My friends, let's spend some time praying and just thinking about our language. Yeah. Tomorrow when you wake up, like think about like what is the words that I use, yeah. Um I think Ephesians four twenty nine would be a good one for us to meditate on. Let no corrupting talk come from us, only the talk that is for the building up of one another. Amen? Okay, let's use our words, and we'll close in prayer, and yeah, we're out of here. Uh, Jesus, thanks so much for tonight. It's hard for me to choose right words, God, uh, just because I'm thinking about words more, but Father, we just pray that our words would be used to glorify you. That's an easy way, God, for us to celebrate you, to honor you, to really, like I know it makes you proud when we use words that encourage others and lift up others. And Father, I just pray that you would release your spirit inside of us, God, that you would really do a work inside of our hearts, Lord, for any person in here who just has Unfinished business, God, in their heart, Lord, I just pray that you would love on them and bring healing and um, just reveal things that we need uh, forgiveness for, God. Reveal things that we got to forgive people for so that in the days ahead, God, we might just have peace with inside of us. And so from deep inside of us, Lord, we may find words, Lord, um, that resemble what is happening on the inside. So, excited, God, for what you have in store for us, but more than just the sermons, Lord, I pray for the lifestyle, I pray that we would practice what we preach, or at least what we hear. But uh, tonight, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us, Lord, that you would uh, forgive us for the bad things, Lord, that we've said, and uh, just be with us, Lord, in the days ahead to just really choose our words wisely. Um, yeah, I just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh...